Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you get bothered by something. My guest this week is Ananea Bonerji, and she is a mental health advocate and one of the directors of SARTI, which is an NGO committed to raising awareness about a variety of issues, including female feticide, mental health, climate change, education, menstrual hygiene, and more. I am so excited to share Ananea's story with you, so without further ado, Let's get started with this episode, featuring Ananea Banerjee. Thank you so much, Lily, for having me. Hi, I am Ananya Banerjee, um, and I'm from India. Currently, I'm studying at Australian National University, Australia, um, doing my Bachelor's of Psychology, and I'm halfway through my degree. Um, so I've been um, running this organization, which is called Sarthi. Um, it is a non-governmental organization, which uh, I and my sister, we have been um, running. And under that, we have been doing various campaigns and projects. Um, one that I founded was Abhivyakti, which means to express. It is a mental health project. Um, apart from that, we run a free mobile school. Um, which is to promote holistic education. Um, and there's a lot of gap between the urban and rural kids in India. So we wanted to bridge in that. And uh, we do that through fun learning, through awareness and, um, you know, making education um, as a beautiful process for students to, um, you know, for their personality to um, get enriched while they're learning. Um, apart from that, um, uh, we have been working uh, against female feticide, um, which is um, gender-specific uh, sex abortion, which is pretty common in Asia. Um, and then we, we also worked around um, environment um, because we've always um, understood that there are two lifelines for humans to sustain, which is mother, the mother earth, and also the females, the mother. So I think I've been working around gender equality and environment both. But mainly, uh, since I am a mental health advocate, um, so I did not um, limit my work to India, though I've been doing it, um, you know, across India, and we have now a team of 400 young volunteers. And I think through our organization, we want to tell the world that youth is very powerful, and we could drive change if we are driven by uh, some vision. And I did not limit my work to India. Um, now I am here studying in Australia, and that's where I'm joining in. Uh, from and um, I started my own uh, radio show which is a youth roundtable again I wanted to bring out the voices of young people and talk about mental health issues and also um, you know be the voice of international students um, because that's that's a different journey in itself so I've been working around all of this apart from that I'm just a passionate happy poet um, I love to write around social issues and that's how I think I express and engage my audience so um, I'm a student, social activist, and a pet parent. <laughs> that is so great. And you have so much going on. So I'm really excited to talk with you about a bunch of it. I would love to get started by first hearing more about what got you interested in this work as a mental health advocate and an NGO founder. Can you tell me about what inspired you to get started with the work that you're doing now? 
Sure. Um, so it, it is um, the starting of our journey is from 2003 when I was going to be born. Um, and I come from um, North India where it's been prevalent that, you know, g uh, boys have been preferred over um, girls. And um, unfortunately, there was a lot of pressure on my mother to get me aborted because um, she was forced into, um, you know, getting to know that if it was a girl or a boy in the womb. And because of all of that pressures, it was just last moment decision of my parents to, um, you know, save me and bring me to the world. And I think I've always been very stubborn. And I was like, I had to come to the world. <laughs> but um, I think it, it is it is a very serious issue. And it is uh, very disheartening to see that how even in 21st century there is preference for a gender because uh, people think that boys would uh, carry forward the legacy of the family or they're stronger or they're smarter um, and that that's I think embedded in our culture language and the way we think in our mindset so I think that was the time when my parents um, spotted that they coming from an educated urban family had to go through so many pressures and um, I don't know how it would be for um, you know the rural areas or people who are coming under the pressures so that journey be, uh, was um, started by my parents where they started organizing small awareness sessions uh, in their capacity and wanted to you know address the issue um, and they would they are teachers so they would get along with their students and you know conduct that awareness drives but it was never very formal or it was um, it was just out of their passion as I got into my senses and I understood I've always been um, I've grown up in that environment. I remember my mother carrying me in her arms when she would be rallying and, you know, uh, raising slogans. So having been raised in that environment, I think um, I got that very early on that I need to do something for the society. I think I would read the news and would get really disheartened and bothered. Um, and I understand that for a leader or for any change maker, it is exceptionally important to get bothered by something. And I think that drives, um, at, at least for me, anger has been something that has driven me for the longest time. Um, and that's how it started. And um, then me and my sister, we uh, tried to formalize our organization. We made it youth run, youth driven. Um, and then we started uh, launching our uh, pro pro proper um, you know, projects and not limiting to our city or our state, then um, pan India. And I think it's it's just a beginning. We, we want to expand more and we want to uh, make a greater change and a greater impact. Um, so yeah, that's how our, start, our journey started, but it's not going to end anytime soon. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you're an international student and you're attending university in Australia now. How has it been to continue your work as an advocate and your work with your organization now that you're doing it in another country? How has that adjustment been for you with your activism and your studies and just life in general? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Thanks for bringing um, that up, Lily. I think um, when we just see an angle of an activist or a leader, we often forget that there's a person behind, um, you know, that activist. And absolutely, I am a student here. And, you know, I am going through the journey of adulting and growing up and understanding life and people and everything. Um, and I think it it is been, uh, I won't say I don't want to make it rosy. But um, to be honest, it's it's been a hard journey, um, you know, as an international student 
been moving from um, because all 18 years I've lived at home with my parents, did my schooling. So it was a big shift for me to just shift to a different continent. Um, but I think I was fortunate enough to ha have the resources and have the support system here. Um, and as an activist running the organization again, because it was not just me, it was also my sister. Um, so we would always be a very strong team. We would always delegate work. And we have a wonderful team of our, um, you know, who are members and who are executive um, committee members of our organization. So we have always uh, run as a team. We all are students. We understand and empathize with each other. Whenever it's assessment times, we all are taking it easy. But then when it's when it's semester break, we all are just out there and working at our best. So I think it's been um, it's taken a lot for me to understand um, that it it needs a lot of time management. It, uh, but at the end of the day, I think Lily, it's about your passion. Um, you know that's something I love doing. And even when I'm you know sick or even when I'm you know having a lot of work. I just cannot keep thinking and, you know, keep designing and planning for, um, you know, something or the other, which has to happen and has to be created next. So I think all of that happens if if someone's passionate. So I just love doing this and um, everything falls in place. Yeah. Of course, you have so much time to figure this out. So I don't want to put you on the spot here. But where are you hoping to take your organization and all of your advocacy work from here? Are you hoping to do this work as a career? I know this this is a huge question, but what are you hoping to do with this work in the future? No, no, um, I think um, because uh, as a professional, I want to be a psychologist. Um, and that's what I'm doing my degree in. But I always want to be a social activist. Uh, my sister is doing a professional degree. She wants to be a social worker full time. But I think um, I would love to, you know, balance being a psychologist along with, with being a mental health advocate and um, working at the grassroots uh, level, because that gives me ultimate satisfaction and happiness to be working around the community and seeing that impact and change. So I think uh, my vision um, is that I want to, um, you know, replicate the model of, um, you know, the school I was talking to you about, the free mobile school to different cities of India. I don't want to restrict it to one state. Um, and um, similarly, our mental health projects, I want to uh, impact every state of India and also bring it out in Australia, understanding the context um, here, because I, I understand that mental health um, system here is very different. So I think it's it's all in all about, you know, going um, up and up. It's all about the growth. Um, um, and um, I would want to involve more youth and we want to uh, make a system of volunteering in India. I think it's it's not very common now, but we really want to make a chain of change makers uh, who the youth was driven by passion. So I think that's the vision we carry that we keep working around it and we keep seeing the impact that we make. So, yeah. That is so exciting. And I think you can really tell just how passionate you are about all of this work, which which is just great. So I have one more question for you. Lots of young people, especially high school students and university students, want to create change, but they may not know how to get started with that work. What advice do you have for those people who may be listening? I'll try to keep it brief, but I think um, understanding it through my own experiences and process, I think it takes a lot. As um, attractive the position or the pedestal looks like, you know, being the leader or being at a certain position and, you know, media flashing and like you making headlines, I think uh, we often don't realize that the process is not very easy. I don't want to dishearten or discourage anyone, but that's a reality check that it takes a lot of 
commitment and passion and love for what you're doing. I think that's how one can start with. And then I think slowly you understand that, you know, you you have to take badge, um, sorry, you have to take feedback as a badge of honor. Um, I learned it through my mentor that, you know, you always have to look within as you look around. Um, so I think um, leadership or change making is not just about changing the world out there. I think it is so much about yourself. It's about starting with uh, your own self. And that takes tears and efforts and commitment and, you know, a support system. And as we are becoming leaders, unfortunately, we're also part of a hustle culture um, that we want to have, you know, certain awards and get the titles 30 under 30, this and that. And I think that's very lucrative. And even as I am in that sphere, um, a lot of times I'm attracted by that. But then I think we need to really remind ourselves what we are in the process for is it for the impact is it for the awards is it uh, because we have to be at a certain position till we are 30 for me um, I just find satisfaction in what I'm doing right now I don't want to compete with others so I think um, the entire process is about understanding yourself um, empathizing with the people that you want to work with um, a lot of times we impose our vision on certain people but that's not how it works we need to understand the community that we're working around the why is so important um, there's so so many things but ultimately I would say that as you're becoming a leader go ahead but um, definitely take care of yourself because we we tend to take a position where we're taking care of the world but we forget ourselves so please put yourself first and then yeah I really enjoyed talking with Ananea about the work that she's doing and about some of the issues that she's passionate about, particularly in India. Her reasons for becoming an activist were so personal and inspiring, and I could really tell how passionate she is about changing the things that bother her. So I think we can all reflect on Ananea's story and keep her advice in mind, because change comes when you get bothered by something. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find Ananea on Instagram at Ananea underscore V Bonerji to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.